Amen. Luke chapter 4 and verse number 14. Luke 4 and 14. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I'm glad that, that serving God is not uh, uh, all about me. It's, all, it's about us. Amen. Sometimes we make try to make it about me. What, what's in it for me or I'm not... I don't like this particular way of doing things or that way. I'm telling you, it, this is, this is a, 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 an experience that God reaches out and encompasses everybody with it. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. And I believe that with all of my heart that the day will come. I know it's going to happen when you won't be able to fill a, a, you won't be able to find a seat if you're not here uh, way ahead of time. Amen. Because God's moving in a great and a mighty way. Praise the Lord. Luke 4 and 14 said, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of Him through all the region round about. And He taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And He came to Nazareth where He had been brought up, and as His custom was, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto Him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Praise the Lord. Title this message today, He Won't Stop Following You. Amen. He won't stop following you. You may be seated. That scripture in verse, that verse number 18 stands out so strong to me. When Isaiah opens the book, or Jesus opens the book and reads from Isaiah, and he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. Because he hath anointed me to, he to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. I can tell you when I read that scripture, it looks to me like Jesus came to reach everybody. Amen. There's not anybody that can say, I don't need some of that. Amen. Because Jesus came to reach every person. Amen. Most of our world today looks at the church as just another religious choice. They approach it as if it's something that they can try and see if they'll like it. And if they don't really like it, then they can go on to something else. The religious world seems to offer a buffet of choices as though if there's something that you don't like in one, you can just try a different religion. They have this mentality that everything, no matter where you start up, every road leads to God and we'll all get there someday. Most, what most of them don't understand that what we have here, right here, right now, is not just religion. I'm thankful that this is not just religion. But what we have is an experience with the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm glad that it, this is not a form. It's not something that's a ritual. 
but this is an experience uh, that will change your life. Hallelujah. You may walk in one way, but I promise you this. uh, If you have an encounter with God while you're here, you will not leave the way you walked in here. You will leave here changed by the power of God. Hallelujah. God didn't give us multiple ways to find Him. Jesus addressed this in His ministry in John 14. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. In My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not where you go, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm going to tell you, he made it as plain as it can be made. There is no other way. If you're going to come into salvation, you're going to come in through Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus said it. I am the way. I am the truth, uh, and I am the life. Hallelujah. When God laid out the plan for this world, uh, it was His plan that men and women would serve Him. Uh, Amen. He knew that there would be people that would walk away, but His ultimate plan was for redemption for the soul of those that were created in His image. Uh, If you go back in time and look at the work of God in the Old Testament, you can see clearly how God works with people. Amen. You can see a God that actively pursues people. Amen. He pursues men. And I'm glad for that. I'm going to say why I'm glad for that. Because most of us don't have sense enough to pursue God. (laughs) Amen. God follows, follows us along every road we walk. Everywhere we go. Amen. God's there. He doesn't care where the road might lead. He'll always be there. Amen. I I like what the psalmist said in Psalm 23 and 6. He said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I believe it's possible to see a God that literally chases us all the days of our life. He tracks us. He follows us with goodness and with mercy. Amen. I learned a long time ago, when I pray and I seek the face of God, I even created in the world. We find Him in the garden looking for Adam and Eve. Amen. They, had, had, they hid themselves for a couple of reasons. First of all, they were naked and they saw it in their eyes and they were embarrassed by their nakedness. But secondly, they all of a sudden realized their eyes were opened and they realized that they had sin in their lives. Amen. And so God comes into the garden. Now prior to this, uh, the Bible says that God walked with them in the cool of the day. Every single day, God showed up and spent time with them. So when He comes here this particular day, do you think God had to look for them? you think God didn't have an idea where they were? He didn't already know about the sin that they had committed? He was God, and He went right straight to where they were hiding. Amen. He called to them in Genesis 3 and 9. And He said unto them, Where are you? Where art thou? Amen. This is the beginning of God's plan to redeem the sinfulness of man. You see, here's the thing you have to remember. And I say this often, but we have to remember this. God made a choice when He made man. 
He didn't make us like machines that we have no choice in the matter. He gave us the opportunity to choose. And He knew that man would choose sin. And so He makes a way of escape. The, the, the question wasn't so much about location as it was about condition. Notice God didn't wait for them to come to Him with their admission of guilt. He didn't wait for them to come looking for, for Him and, and start telling Him how bad they were. He went to where they were. Amen. He knew what would happen before He ever spoke one word of creation. That's why the Apostle John said what he did in John 1, 29. 29. He said it twice in that chapter. Actually, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. Amen. In Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 8, And all that worship Him, or, or that dwell upon the earth shall worship Him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. He's always been on a quest to find those that don't know Him. He's always searched and looked and tried to find somebody that would love Him and tried to bring them back into His presence. Amen. If you go through the Bible from the beginning to the ending of the Bible, you can follow men or watch men as God follows them. Moses wandering in the, in the, in the wilderness after 40 years in the desert encounters God in a burning bush. Amen. God fi finds him right where he's at. You can say, well, I'm going to go hide from God. Uh, the Bible says in one place, where can we go? Uh, amen. We can go to the mountains or the rocks and say, fall on us. But it doesn't matter where you're at. God will find you. Amen. And he encounters God in a bush that's on fire. Jonah running from the call of God, thinking God wouldn't know. Uh, amen. He gets on a boat going the wrong direction, but God knows exactly where you're at, uh, and He know, knew which boat Jonah got on. Uh, amen. Think God followed him all the way into the belly of that great fish that God prepared. Uh, amen. You see, God will follow you wherever you're at. It doesn't matter where you go. Abraham down in, in, a, in, a, in a very pagan place, in a place that was not a good place. But God called him. Amen. It has been before. Following after the call of God. Amen. Over in the New Testament it said, He's looking for a city that hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He's pursued by the Almighty God. Gideon, going about his business, minding his own business, going about life doing whatever he did. But God pursued him until he made a commitment to do something mighty with his life. Uh, amen. When God calls, uh, amen, God's not going to leave you where you were. And I'm going to promise you this. I don't care how old you are in this room today, you have not reached the pinnacle yet of where God wants to take you to. I believe every one of us I don't care if you're really young in this room or if you're really old in this room. Every one of us have a call of God on our life. And I don't believe that call of God will be fulfilled until He says, come up higher. David. Young boy just tending the sheep out in the, in the, in the pasture. And yet God knows where he's at. And it seemed like every time he turned around, God was right there waiting for him. 
spent a good portion of his life, anointed as the king of Israel as a child and yet, or as a young man, and yet was, was way into his years before he ever saw the, 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 the fulfillment of that calling upon his life. God knew every day where he was at, watched him every day of his life. Amen. Jesus called those twelve apostles, we call them, called them to follow him. They didn't know exactly where that was going to take them. They didn't know the road that was going to lead them down. But Jesus stayed right with them. They're in the middle of, we watched them one night in the middle of a violent storm. And, and, and as they watched them, amen, or, or as he watches them, he comes, the Bible says in the middle, in the, in the late watch of the night, he comes to them on the sea, walking upon the sea, amen. He's not afraid of where his pursuit might Take him. He has one thing in mind, and that's getting people to turn their lives to him. My mind goes to a woman in the Bible. The Bible says that there was a woman in Samaria. Now, the Jews didn't go to Samaria. This was, if I, in my estimation, probably the worst kind of prejudice that could possibly be. This woman was different than Jesus. She didn't, she didn't have the same, uh, the same things in her life. She, did, she, didn't, she hadn't grown up as a, uh, as a Jewish girl with all of the privileges of a Jewish family. She's just doing what she's done with most of her life. And when Jesus, the Bible says he needed to go to Samaria. He, he, there was something compelling him to go there. He, he felt this, this pull to go to Samaria. And he encounters this woman there that her life is in a mess. Confusion defines every choice that she has ever made. And everything that she does is, is, is just mass confusion. But one day in the middle of all of that confusion, Jesus shows up at the same place at the same time. I don't think that Jesus operates by coincidence when He shows up in your life. The Bible says nobody comes unless He draws them. And so she well, and He's there that day. And He talks to her about a change in her life. He talks to her about living water. He talks to her about setting her free from the confusion that she's in. And when Jesus walks away from there that day, amen, He finds, or, or there's people that find that their lives will never ever be the same again. He won't stop following you. Amen. He followed these people on purpose. When, when Peter had denied Jesus and had gone back to the nets feeling like a complete failure, Jesus came looking for him. You think, well, why didn't Jesus just give up on him and walk away? Because Peter now is not doing what God called him to do. By all reason, he should have just walked away and found somebody else. He could have done that easy enough. But yet he comes looking for this one that had denied him, that actually stood a few feet yards from him in the courtroom and denied him. And not, did he, not only did he deny him, but he cursed and swore to try to separate himself as far as possible from him. But Jesus went to where he was. Amen. John, this man that was exiled on the Isle of Patmos, no one around. John probably f felt at that point in his life that 
that, that everything, you know, what, what did I do with my life? Here I am out here. There's not even anybody to preach to. I don't have a congregation. I was called to do a work for God, and yet here I am out here all by myself. But let me tell you, God knows where you're at. In those lonely moments, John said in Revelation 1 and 9, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was stuck out there because of what I was preaching. He said, in verse 10, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am all Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what seest thou write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Amen. He said, God said, hey, John, I tapped him on the shoulder, and he said, I turned around, there God was. I, I thought I was I thought I was forsaken. I thought I was all by myself. But God was right there where I was. And John, and John, I want you to be, I want you to be the bishop to these churches in Asia. And that's exactly what John became. I say this to you today. Where can you go that guides you? Can you get so immersed in the world that God can't find? Can you get so wrapped up in your world that you think, God wouldn't possibly come to where I'm at. Uh, and can you, can you do so many bad things that you think I'm so lost that God wouldn't even come down the street that I live on? Can you do so much uh, that you feel like you failed so miserably that you might as well just go on and do it because you're probably going to go to hell anyway? I can tell you this, uh, regardless of where you've been, what you've done, uh, how far away from God you've gone, uh, God knows where you live. Uh, he knows the street name. He knows exactly where you're at in your life. And I promise you this, God will show up. He will show up. But maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum. I've given all myself to God and now look at me. I'm in the midst of this big problem in my life and seems like God's nowhere around God's not he doesn't care I'm 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 a, I'm in a mess financially or I'm in a mess you know with my family or this is going on that problem this circumstance all of these things are going wrong everything every door that seemed, that I thought was open is closed and every time I I expect to see God there's no God You just wait just a minute because any second now you might feel God tap on your shoulder. And you turn around and He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the Eternal One. I am the One that called you. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how lonely it seems. God's always going to be there because that's just God. He pursues us no matter where we go. No matter how far we go. Hallelujah. The psalmist wrote these words in Psalm 139 and 5. He said, Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Where shall I go from thy spirit or where shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and light are both alike to thee. For thou possessest my reins. God's got a hold of you, friend. Amen. He possesses my reins. Thou covers me in my mother's womb. I will, in my mother's womb, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Now he didn't say how precious are my thoughts unto you. He said your thoughts unto me. That means God thinks about me. That means God, I'm in God's mind. When God, when God looks around, the Bible said the eyes of the Lord go to and fro in the earth. God's thinking about you today. You're on His mind. But you can't run off and hide from Him either. Stand with me today. I don't think it's any accident that God brought this particular group of people together today. God never makes mistakes. Not one time has God ever made a mistake. God knows exactly where you are. And He called you here for this particular moment in time. Amen. Amen. He's waiting. I'm so thankful that God pursued me as a foolish young man. Amen. I ran and hid. I, I did all the things that I thought I could do to get away from God. But I can tell you this, God always knows where you're at. He'll stay with you all the way till, till you breathe your last breath. He really wants me to serve Him so desperately that God will never walk away from me. Think about that. Sometimes when I'm running as fast as I can go to get away from the call of God, God is right there behind me. Amen. He's right there on my heels. I can't get away from Him. Some of you this morning know exactly what I'm talking about because you turned around one day and there He was. He said in Revelation 3 and 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. I can tell you this, it doesn't matter how far you go or how far you've gone. It doesn't matter how much you've tried to avoid him. I can tell you today, he won't stop following you. You'll hear his voice in the nighttime when everything else quiets down and the noise of your head abates God you'll hear the voice of God you'll feel the touch of God at, the, at times when you think God is nowhere near where you're at when you're involved in something in your life that you think nobody knows about when you're sitting someplace doing something that you think nobody in the world knows about God's sitting there right beside you talking to you amen you can keep trying to ignore him if you want to but he'll just keep following you and keep waiting until you acknowledge Him. If I could say it this way today, you might have the door closed in your life, but God's standing just on the other side of that door. And all He's waiting is for you to open the door. Amen. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just asking today, will you open the door today? I feel like I'm speaking specifically 
to some individual in this room right now, one individual in particular. But I'm telling you, God has watched you where you went, and He loves you in spite of where you've gone, and He wants to take care of that right now, right here. He's pursued you all your life. He's pursued you every day of your life. If nothing else, that should show you how much He cares. Amen? The fact that God has never left you. You'll never regret letting God, opening the door and letting God in. It's the greatest decision you can ever make.